Hi, my friends. I am DP Mangal, Chairman and Founder of Lagdam Spintex Limited. There is no age limit for entrepreneurship. This episode is proof that no matter how old you are, the door to entrepreneurship is always open. Your host Akshay Dutt is talking with DP Mangal, the founder of the publicly listed textile company Lagnam Spintex. DP Mangal spent his entire career in the textile industry and after he retired, he decided to start his own venture instead of living a quiet, peaceful retired life. This conversation is a peek into the evolution of businesses in India since the 70s and is proof of how grit can make you succeed no matter what your starting point is. Listen on and if you like such insightful conversations with disruptive startup founders then do subscribe to the Founder Thesis podcast on any audio streaming app. I was born in Rajasthan in a small town called Biawar, which is close to Ajmer, out of October 1948. And so I was born in a very, very, you know, middle-class family, let me tell you. So I did my schooling and I did my graduation. After graduation, I was in Biroda. After passing my graduation, I was thinking to do some higher studies. But let me tell you that, as I mentioned, that I come from a very middle-class family. My family circumstances were forcing that I should uh, do whatever after a graduate, a normal person will do. Hmm, basically, start earning a salary. Basically, start earning a salary for the livelihood. But somewhere other, my mind was not ready for it. I thought that I will do my chartered accountancy course because at that time I did my graduation in commerce. So I thought that chartered accountant would be a very good professional career for me. So I was for some time in a dilemma what to do, what not to do. On the one hand, my ability compulsion were there. On the other hand, my mind was very strong that no, I can't become a clerk in the life. And just by being become, there was nothing but to pass the life as a clerk. It was very clear. And right from the beginning, I was an ambitious man, let me tell you. So my ambition pushed me to leave the Bilora and go to the port from where I did my CA. Let me tell you, it was very tough difficult to move to Bilora without doing any sources with you. When I left Bilora, very frankly, this is 1969, I was just having 72 rupees in my pocket. And I left my hometown just to pursue the farewell city. Now, so I did my CA. But the whole period of my CA education was very tough. And at many times, I did some part-time job also, sometimes books writing also. All sort of uh, things, but my mind was very clear that I have to do my education and have to have the CA qualification to move forward in my life. At some occasions, let me admit very clearly, at some occasions... The situation came where I thought, yeah, I can't do it now. Let me leave it. And okay, whatever is in the, your destiny, you will do that. So at one or two occasions, I thought to leave my CA career. But again, when I left home, going to, to my office, that I will tell my boss today that I, I resigned from my articleship. But then still, I left home with this mind. But when, when I reached to office, my mind changed again. You have to do something. So there was always a fight between the situation in which you are and your mental determination or mental thought or your ambition which you are carrying. Which year did you qualify? I qualified in 1973. Because at that time, the CA was about four years or something. So I did my CA in November 1973. And after doing my CA, I did a uh, job for some engineering industries from 1979. 
After the war, I was always based at Delhi for a long time. So I would say my life surrounded around Viroda and Delhi. So I was in Delhi from 73 to 79 and 80. In 1980, I joined Rajasthan Spinning, known as now RFWM Limited, in that time. Again, based at their corporate office, reporting to their chairman, Mr. Alan Jujuwala, who is the founder of the group. And then it was really a tough time coming from an engineering company and working for a company. And so it was a big mismatch for me. Then he would say, Junjunwala was a very demanding, very, very demanding promoter. So he wants everything today, nothing tomorrow. And he wants everything, right? And correct. So I worked for uh, sitting in my office, understanding what is the textile, what is the ring frame, what is the spindles, and working more. Am I shared sitting up to two o'clock in the night alone in the office and working? What is textile? You were in the accounts department then, I'm assuming? No, I joined as the financial controller of the company at the time in 1918. So the financial controller is a, a very, very responsible and senior position. But I was not knowing anything about textile. I was even not knowing what is the yarn. And Mr. Junyola was just supposed to it. He was very methodical, very thorough and very perfect. Man in planning and management. It took me around six months to work like this, day and night, working alone in the office, sitting, what is what, what is what. Because I do not want that when I go to the plants, plants would mean that a corporate person knows nothing about it. That's very important. And I did my role very, very successfully. But then I was in the corporate functioning only. So I wanted to have some experience of the on-site experience, plant-site, top floor experience. But my chairman was so, you know, impressed with me that he didn't allow me to go to the plant. And then I thought to change my job, have some top floor experience and the practical experience. Because I did my CA, I did three, four years the the special controller very well. So I wanted that to have some soft floor knowledge. So then I joined one of the textile mills, which was one of the largest from the size in the Iceland again, but not successful mills. And I worked there for again six, seven years. And then I joined uh, the JCT Limited as the chief executive. So for six years, I was based at Kishangarh, where this Adit Mills was located. And in 1989, I joined JCT Limited as the chief executive of their oral textile operations. And there we were uh, employing about 10,000 workers under one roof. The JCT Limited was a composite mill. So we were from yarn to fabric, employing 10,000 workers were just set out for water unit. Another 2,000, 3,000, they were at the Gangaragar unit, which was again under my control. And we were also having a unit at Tarapur. So in total, if you see, we were making about 1 crore meter, 10 million meter fabric per month, which is a very, very big, yeah. a big volume, let me tell you, 10, 10 million meter a month at their three locations were really big job. But I think my training at RSW was really remarkable and I was very well looked after and put the JCP Limited as a growth path. How did you get into a CEO kind of a role from being finance specialist? Like you were specializing in finance. Like so. Now again, that is a very, very long but very interesting story. What happened that in about 76, when I joined this hand tools company, Dovide Tools. So when I joined this hand tools company, I was interviewed by the company's founder chairman. And you must have heard about Mr. D.P. Mandelia. Who was D.P. Mandelia, who was the left and right hand both of Mr. J.D. Bredla. And I would say at that time, in 75, 76, when people were not knowing the spelling of aeroplane, let me tell you, he was having a personal plane by Bidla and he was looking after all the total clone of Bidla's. And, uh, and he was just like, people used to treat him like 
equal to more or less like JDB, second to the JDB. So he interviewed me and they are having a base at Delhi also. So Mr. Mandelia appointed me as the executive secretary for the Delhi office, which was not his main headquarters. His headquarters were Bombay. But he used to travel, so he told me you are you are appointed as my executive assistant for my Delhi office, and and you will review the reports of all the various plants coming to me, like Gresim, Indalgo. He was the chief of all these plants with us, Keshuram, Cement, whatever you name. So he says that my Delhi office also used to get these reports. So you will work as an executive assistant to me for my Delhi office, and maybe that you are also traveling sometime with me. The traveling with Mr. Mandelia. In his personal aircraft, this I am talking of 1976. He then called me again after 15 days. And he told him, well, my son had a hand tools plant at Sonipa for German collaboration and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Mr. G.D. Bedla can get many good CA and good people like you. But uh, my son Bhagwati is a small industry, not known. So he can't get the good people. So whatever you go and join the Sonipa factory with my son. I was really shocked that I have been dropped down from the sky to the land that I... <laughs> So he said, no, join my son. But and you go and meet him and he will tell you what to do. I was very in. I was very interested. So I told him, sir, I did my clear. So what I will do in the factory of Handel's factory with your son? Your logistic was very strong. He talked to me in the Marwari language. But the gist was, he told me, hey, have you passed C or not? I said, yes, sir, I passed C. Oh, that means you have learned accounting. I said, yes, sir. So he said, now tell me, you want to become a finance manager of a company or you want to pick up a CEO of a company? You want to become a finance manager? Then, you, okay, you have a different career. But if you want to become a CEO of a company, then you, you have done chartered account finance. So now you know, you learn production, you learn quality control, and you go and work in my factory and learn what is the production. What is the quality control? What is blah, blah. I thought over after going home, makes a lot of sense what he is saying. But of course, initially, I would have a very tough life. That was the only point of my life. I was thinking that finance manager is, uh, you know, big thing and of a big corporate CA to become a finance manager. But I never thought to become a CEO during that period of my working with him for about six years. So the eight o'clock was time to reach at Sonipat. We were five, six senior people were, you know, traveling by a pool car. And at 6.30, a driver will pick up from my home. And eight o'clock we have to... But then my instinct of finance was still there. So what I used to do, that in the evening, after completing the my factory duties, I will come to their head office, which was in Sundarnagar, and we will associate with my finance team, my accounts team, my purchase team. So I was doing actually very hard work, living at 6.30 in the morning, going to factory, coming back to the office at my own. At my own means my duty was over. We were coming by car to, again to our office. So then I will work again in office for 2-3 hours. So 6.30 to 9.30 was my, was my duty to work during that period. So, then when I joined this restaurant spinning, as I told you, in 1980, I joined the restaurant spinning from this, my hand tools job. And uh, 83, again, I wanted to have some textile. You know? Then I want to become expert of textile. So I learned for three, four years with Mr. Junjunwala, RHWM as a financial controller. So then after that, I joined this Aditya Mills Limited at Kishangal, which was having about 50,000 spindles. At the single occasion, that was largest spinning plant in Rajasthan. But they were not performing very well. So I thought, okay, no problem. Let me join and let me see what best I can do for per unit. And I worked there for six, seven years and then joined JCT Limited in 89 and worked there for four, five years. Now, JCT was a platform when I was the CEO of the company. 
responsible for the overall profitability. So the marketing, purchase, technology, all this was my forte. So the JTT has really given me the opportunity to become a overall CEO for any company. Textile, I'm talking. So I was with the, J- the JCT. Later on, again, uh, LNG Virola Group approached me and I joined them back in 1995 as a president and CEO and then finally as the executive director of the company. So I worked from 1995 to 2009, a long time, again with the RSW Limited, and I retired there as the executive director in the end of 2009. So this is my long journey of my qualifying, seeing and working for the Antones. Yeah. Textile and all this. So now I got retired sometime in the end of 2009 as I did the with, I would say, very vast experience. So after getting retirement, then again, I was in a uh, fix what to do, either to do some consulting or join some other company or do something for Europe. So I went uh, for 62 years. I got retired in 2009 and, and then struggling for my career, what to do, because I was full of energy at that. So I thought what to do, then uh, I was just working over the various options. And I thought that uh, this consulting and all this is not something great. And uh, I have a good control on the operations and all those things. So I thought to do something manufacturing. I then studied the textile again, basically the spinning and all this textile. I also did some medical application, again, basic textile or the road application, geotextile, this textile so a lot of other textiles also I explore medical textile medical textile would be like bandages and stuff like that yes yes so you know a lot of things and the your textile is like and you're aware that in the Europe and all the developed countries when they make the road below the road they you know put a sheet of the polyester fibers and now in India also we have started doing it but at that time this was very costly so in India this was not there so I only thought that road on our so then I zeroed down ultimately that we have maximum experience in the spinning industry. So let us do something related to that thing. But at the age of 90, putting all the money, whatever you want in your life, and also of your family money. So I thought that let me talk. I have two sons now. Let us come little bit on One is Shubh Mangal. He is my elder son. And one is Anand Mangal, who is my youngest son. So the Shubh Mangal did a computer science from USA and is a master's in international science from UK. And at the time, he was working with ICIC Bank. The corporate banking based on Delhi. So Anand was in the corporate banking and she was in the IT consulting business with all his clients in USA. So I thought that she client is entirely different. So I talked to Anand that Anand, this is what it is. So if you are ready to join me, then I will know some you know textile manufacturing activities. And if you want to continue in your ICICI banking business, then I will also do my something consulting and keep myself busy and have a good life. So he thought over for a few days and then he said, No, I can join you in your manufacturing activity. I said, Look, you have to shift that Birora because I, you know, identify Birora. I also export Jeffur, Ahmedabad, number of places. But then I concluded that now we arrive the right place for us. Even after leaving my schooling and college education, since I was working with the Rua Group for a long time, I was very frequently traveling to Rajasthan to, you know, plants located at Jora, Bishop six, seven plants they have. So I was traveling every month to this plant. So I was somewhere other, uh, more comfortable with the Rajasthan putting the plant in order. So he said, no problem. I will shift with you to Vinula. And we formed this Legnum Spintex Fabric in, in June 2010. Having the input of we were uh, and we formed this company and we moved to the bank 
and we worked for land and all that. And we moved to the bank in end of December 2010. And our first product of this company was for about 31 crores. We started with a very small because I know in textile, unless you have the sufficient working capital, you will be definitely a failure. So the textile man mantra, I learned that you have to have the good working capital. You know, because textile is very, very volatile and the cotton prices are seasonal. It depend on many things. Unless you have the good money, yeah. you can't cover cotton at the time when you want to cover. And the time of season, because the cotton season starts from October to March. So if you have to have the good quality of cotton at the cheaper price, you have to have good working capital and good promoter's portion margin also. That you can buy the raw material at the correct time. And also sometimes what happened, the demand also fluctuates. So at that time, if you are not getting the money on time from your customer, then you have to ensure that you manage your cash flows in the company very well. In that aspect, I would say that textile is an industry where you have to have good liquidity, sufficient cushion. So don't suffer with the market cycles, raw material cycles, customer cycles, demand cycles. So this 31 crores uh, would be a mix of what you will invest in plant machinery land plus working capital. 31 crores was the total project cost, including land and plant building, working capital margin only from the bank. So out of 31 crores, banks generally ask 30% from the promoters that you should bring 30% of your own. My contribution was about 9 crores out of 31 crores and the balance 22 crores was a loan from the banks. This is what project report. I made myself, there was no need to hire any consultant and all this because I, I was in the corporate world for, for almost many decades. So, so we prepared the project report and, and I went to the State Bank of Bikane in Jaipur because they were our lead bank also, our means RSMDM. So I first approached to the SCBJ for this uh, funding of the loan. Okay, so we had the meeting and then finally the chief general manager was a lady at that time. So our meeting was fixed with him. So... Her first question was, Mukta Mangal, what is source of the 9 crore? I was knowing very well that her first question would be this. So on a small piece of paper, I wrote the detail of 9 crore from where I will be funding in the project, like from my super emission, because my long service in Rajasthan spinning there, there was a good retirement benefit from my super emission, my leave engagement, my PF. And at the time, my elder son, Subhan, his consulting company in Delhi. So I said, my son company is this and there's so much promoter's contribution will come from this company, so much from my retirement benefit and all that. Now, in the meanwhile, the CGM interrupted and said, Mr. Jha, if the promoter is putting their 100% of his own money, his family money, then this is a best bet for us and we must support this project. Because when the promoters are putting everything, what more do you want? Bank is very safe. So she asked me when you want the sanction letter. I said that in a month if you give me. Well, no, we will give in 15 days, no problem. So this is how my first venture that I started. And I would say I'm very happy and satisfied to say that in the very first year, it's a we made taxable profit, which is really very difficult. So I want to ask one or two questions here. What is the supply chain of the textile industry? Like you said, you decided to concentrate on the spinning part of it, right? So yeah, yeah. where does spinning fall into the supply chain? Like from the cotton which grows in farm to what I buy from, let's say, if I buy a t-shirt. So what is the, the supply chain that what are the steps in that? No, the supply chain was that we were buying cotton, not from the farmers, but from the ginners. Because former is just, Genetics is doing the cleaning and all this part. 
and they make the cotton in the bales form. So the cotton, we were buying uh, the cotton and then we were producing yarn and just selling cotton yarn. That's it. And how does cotton get converted to yarn? What is the process? So the process is that cotton comes to our plant. So this cotton uh, is like a fluffy white substance that comes. Yeah, it's just like white fluffy material, white fiber in a fluffy form, which in the ginning proper is that cleaning is done and a bale form is prepared. So the first we open the cotton in the blow room, then we do the um, many operations to to make it ready to make the yarn. So we take it to the carding machines, then we take it to the frame machines, then we get it in the sliver form. So you know from the fluffy form like a lump, it is then coming like a fiber form, a sliver form. और जिसको अपने बोलते हैं इसमें फोनी बोलते थे हिंदी में फिनो ये जब चरखा बनाते हैं तो फोनी होती है तो द फाइव वन इन अ साइवर फॉर्म यू थिंक इट एंड देन टू द एक्सपेनिंग वेयर द यान इज देयर इट इज अ आई वुड से आई सेलेक्टेड अ सिंपल प्रोसेस ऑफ मेकिंग यान बाय अडॉप्टिंग दिस इज कॉल्ड व्हाट वी डिड इज कॉल्ड ओपन एंड प्रोसेसिंग ओपन एंड स्पिनिंग मशीन्स So our first plant, open end cleaning machines. So, so th- this yarn is basically dhaga, like it's a string. Yarn is a dhaga, and this yarn is used by the loom people to make the fabric. And that that fabric is then further sold to a like a fashion house, a fashion company. Yeah, fashion house convert to a T-shirt. So the yarn we were making at that time. The open end spinning is primarily used for denim fabric, mainly for denim fabric, and our home textile like crochet and all this. So, is there a difference in the yarn made for a cotton t-shirt versus the yarn made for a denim fabric? What is the difference? Yeah, yeah, I'm coming. So that uh, yeah, yarn made for the denim is a, a, a little thicker yarn. So we call it a coarse yarn because denim is a very heavy yarn, and t-shirt is very light. So we started initially with the denim towels and upholstery, uh, like like the sofa covers and all these the fabric made for this. So the our yarn was slightly coarse yarn, and gradually when we did the expansion later on, we are now making yarn most of the yarn for the t-shirt and all this. That is a different technology. to make yarn for t-shirt and all that so that initially we you know adopted the open end spinning machines where so like aloe fed well spun with our major customer to start with we put up this plant sir this choice you made of focusing on denim fabric like denim yarn for denim and like coarse yarn mostly open end yeah open end spinning did this was this responsible for you becoming profitable in the first year itself was it because of this choice that that you made that you should focus on like no i would say how we become profitable why we become profitable. i have been worked for more than about 30 years in textile and more so with rfp rfp i always learned from my chairman technology is the first thing now our chairman sorry but to say he was so such a simple man that he used to have ordinary fiat car or ambassador i am talking of that time Okay, but in textile machine, whatever machine in will come in world first in India. RSW is the first company to have that machine. So what we learned, sir, during my long stay with that company, that that technology you should never compromise on the technology. And technology can only always produce the best quality of yarn. And quality is important everywhere today in any field you go. Not in textile, anything. Quality has become more important now. So our success and when we started this plan, we made the building for say about four machines. But since we were short of resources or the limited resources, we just put two machines initially. So so we started in say very small operating level, and still we made profits because our quality was the best. The technology we selected was best in the world, not in India only, best in the world. So we always focus the best technology available in the world, whether 
<laughs> it was 2012 when my, I put this opponent's plan with a very limited resource. Or today, when we are embarking upon a big projects and when we took our last project also in 2019 of the opening uh, of the ring spinning yarn, the technology by I would say today there is nothing in the world which we have not put in house. Apart from this, I put my whole focus on the most automation, digitalization, and these things means a lot of results, a lot of management control tools in the today's time. So like you have machines which have like IoT devices in it through which you get some real-time data. I will just tell you today, my all senior technical team, all the management team, my all finance and MIS team can find out from their mobile phone that till right this time how much kilo production we have made how much power we have spent which machine is running at what efficiency which machine is running at low efficiency why the efficiency of a particular machine at this point of time is low what was my yesterday's efficiency what is my today's right now efficiency so we have a very strict and complete control of the operations and what was the the, the top line the first year how much did you do it then now, now the top line line, line the first year was about 36 and a half crores. This was basically like selling to textile companies. Yeah, yeah. our main customer in the 12-13 was the, and uh, which are again top of the line of Indian textile industry. Alok was, at the time, Alok was doing fantastically well and Alok was our very good customer and then we expanded in 15-16 and 16-17. So what we did that we made building suitable for including the four machines, open-end machine, which is the basic, you know, production machine or open-end machines. First, we put two machines. Then in 15-16, again, one machine. And 16-17, again, one machine. So we expanded our capacity, just saying 15-16 by 50%. Because the two machines, we put one more machine. And again, in 16-17 by 33%. What was your top line by 17-18? Like by that? Top line by 17-18 was for about 80-85 crores. 80-25. So this project, the first phase of my expansion, I did in five years from 13 to 18. And our turnover jumped from 36 crores to about 84, 85 crores. And the biggest part is the export of opening yarn, which, you know, earlier was very difficult to do the export of opening yarn. But we started export from the second year of our operation. And why was it difficult to do export? We tell you, opening is a technology where everybody in India is feel that it, it is a waste spinning machine. Uh, that will, whatever is the waste of textile processing and all that. That is all recycled and used in this machine. So that is what the open end spinning machine is known let me tell you. So the concept of the people with this machine was it is a waste spinning machine. But I never took this machine as a waste spinning machine. And we never use the kind of waste the people are talking of the waste. Never. Never single kilo. And that is why our quality was very good. Our realization was very good. Our OPA was very good. And we would make that taxable profit right from first year. And now we have never made the losses. Except one year was a bad year, but still we were able to, to keep our nose about the water. Uh, that was the COVID and the pre-COVID US-China war. And the COVID start of March uh, 20, where our plant was closed and under, under COVID. So 20 was, so you know, this is how we completed with our open and spinning first journey of my tech signing. So for 18, 19, then we thought that now we are done enough. We are at a good shipping. Our reputation in the bank was very good. Our numbers were very good. Everything was absolutely okay. Oh, we were adopting the very conservative financing policy. As I told you that I always believe that for textile, we gave a lot of funds. We were quite comfortable by end of 18, 17, 18. You didn't take on any more debt? Like just that initial debt only, that was it? Initial debt. And then when we expanded, 
in the end of 15, 16, again we took the same amount of debt of the, of the, of the three crores. So the total debt we had for this, our open-end division, let's say like this, was for about 47 crores, and our total loss was for about 62, 63 crores for this open-end division. Now, so then in 18, 19, then we thought that let us do something more in tech side, since we are doing very well. And my bankers were also pushing that, Mr. Mangal, why don't you expand in all these software software? So by that time, I was 67 years, but again, let me tell you, with full of energy, full of energy, full of ambition, full of intelligence. And let me tell you, again, at this point of time, I faced a lot of resistance from my friends, my family, not my son, were both with me, but my, all my close family, my blood relation, that why you are, now you are doing very well, so you should be satisfied and, and to give the baton to the next generation. So I said giving baton to the next generation is absolutely not a problem, but I want to be active. I can't be just have a retired life and all this kind of thing. So I want to be active. So, you know, at that time, again, when we took the second, I would say the product expansion, like from operant spinning to the ring spinning. And the ring spinning project was very good. Although I started with a very small numbers of 25 or 8 bundles, but this was again leading about 125 crores of US. So 125 crores for me was a big number system. A person coming from uh, retiring from a textile company and then to pay up all the time, then again, 18, 19. Put up a expansion of 125 crore. It was a challenge for me, and my family was quite worried about it. I will be again going for a big expansion, so naturally the term loan and all that kind of things. So, but I decided, and Anand was with me, who was also with me. You know, Papa, if you want to be active and do it, do it. I mean, no problem. So, we made our plan of 125 crores expansion, and we performed a term loan of 94 crores out of this. To come from the term loan, and we were having about nine, ten crores out of our saving of past four, five years of working this month. So we didn't use this saving either for dividend or for anything. I kept on the saving in the company, which can be used in the bad times or at the time of expansion. So the promoter never took any dividend, nothing except a nominal salaries, which also started after two years. For the first two years, promoter didn't draw even a token salary because I thought that let the company become strong first, not the promoter. So for the first two years or two and a half, exactly, I took the promoter took no money. So we embark on 135 crore plan, 94 crore, we say, in a term loan from banks. Nine ten crore I was having in my reserves in the company. And to balance about 24 crore rupees was short and I tied here, there, but 24 crore was very big money. So the private equity also, this, that, everything I tried, but I couldn't meet the two end. Ultimately, then we went for public issue on the SME platform. What is the SME platform? Just the SME platform is a platform for the smaller companies where they are not the big track record and for a small company with some without any size limitation, without any track record limitation, they can go for the NFC listed company. Okay. And what is the turnover range of companies that list there? Like 100 crore onwards? Or? No, no, nothing, nothing like Okay, no no restriction. Okay. For the next which is very important, that 99, more than 99% of SME listed textile company are coming to market just for working capital gap or their corporate requirement. Nothing else. Without any bank loan, without any project. So most of the SME platform companies in a very guarded world is more or less promoter bringing their own funds in some way. Now, what is the argumentation of working capital For part of my requirement, yes, I can do the public issue, but not for majorly for the 
argumentation goes. Anyway, there's no need we go into that details that what is objective of Ashtabi listed company. But my objective was very clear that we want funds from the market. But is that market deep enough? Are there enough investors who invest in the uh, SAP market? Yes, there, there are. But let me tell you, this is very, very difficult time we we are, we are going through at the time. Because without knowing that what is the internal situation of this market as a platform market, but they are mostly all very, very short-term investors. So you know what happens generally that uh, that is, if your shares come, say, at 20 rupees, at the time of listing, somewhere the share will go to all of a sudden 25, 30, 40 rupees. So the small investor will make short-term money and he will be out. So basically, as I told you, that in most of the, I'm not saying all, most of the SME issues, these are promoters. Did you have to, like, appoint an investment banker and then do a roadshow? Everything we have to do. We have to apply to merchant bankers. We have to allotment this, you know, share, reserve. Every process is same, what we did. The whole process is same, except that it is not listed on NSC main action and a SME small platform did instead. So the probabilistic requirements are also a little you know, softer than the NSC main board. And, uh, it is comparatively easier also. But you want to find the prospectors has to be approved. You have to have a limited company, not the private limited, because then your shares are listed and you also have the all formalities of road blessing the board and blah, 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 blah. Everything is like that. But in a slightly, in a compliance level, I'm not so strict. But more or less, less close to that. So we started this and at that time when we were meeting the various merchant bankers and all that, our company was doing very well till uh, 18, 19. Before we went to there, we were doing well later on also. But then our numbers were very strong. So I was not able to ready to, to place uh, my shares less than 60 or 65 rupees. I made for my company that if I put my shares today, if I dilute my share, I should get about 60 to 65. But then the market forces things around, it didn't work. And what would that value the company at? So that finally, when my share was listed at 41 rupees, our issue price was 41 rupees. For the 10 rupees share, were given at a premium of 31 rupees. So, so no 41 rupees. And then 41 rupees price was very good, let me tell you. Looking to... What does it translate to market cap? What was your company... Market cap or valuation? The market cap at that time, 17, yeah, uh, when the public issue came at the 41 rupees, if you see, so the market cap was about 70, 75 crores. After public issue, the market cap at the issue price, at the issue price was about 68 to 70 crores. This would probably be a like a price earning ratio of 5 to 7, somewhere. Yeah, something like this, based on so many things. What is the book value and blah, blah, blah. So, a lot of, lot of homework with it, all this uh, Bombay and uh, Delhi merchant banker, I visited because I was in the corporate world for 30 years. So I know all these things, how to do because I did a lot of in my professional thing. So then finally, we could not make a means to our merchant banker for 60 or 65 rupees. And then my project was something that if I don't get the money, we got loan sanction from the SBI and PNB of 94 crores very easily, very conveniently, very comfortably. Because uh, SVBJ then by the time became SBI and our track record with the SVBJ and SBI was excellently good, excellently. So the SBI sanctioned us a loan of 50 crores uh, in, in a short period of month and two, two months time. And then PNB also gave their switch. So raising a loan of 94 crores was not a, it was a very easy uh, job for me. And uh, But then raising this 24 crore rupee was really tough for me that how to, is this one. I took it totally professionally, let me tell you. And I told in our all investors meet, 
in the SME general issue, uh, there is no investor meet and all this kind of thing because these are all land and managed issue. But we had a lot of investor meet in Bombay, in Delhi, in Guwahati, a lot of investor meet with and we told our shareholder that look, this is the SME issue, which is backed by 94 crore rupees or loan sanctioned by financial institutions and banks. There was not a, probably a single, maybe one or two might be there with some loans, but not a single with such a big 125 crore project with a 94 crore loan already sanctioned by the bank. And we are looking for 24 crore rupees from the public. However, with our prospectors, with our numbers, with everything, our issue got subscribed in five and a half times. And uh, at the time, the things were not moving. At that particular time, the market was bad, but still it was subscribed five and a half times. And we were all very, very, very jubilant that, okay, we did it very successfully. And then what happened when the listing comes? That issue was oversubscribed by five, five and a half times. Allotment was made by the Stock action, basis of allotment, everything was done. So then whatever balance money we got extra was returned to the shareholders. And when the share got listed the first day, we all went to Bombay, which I use, you know, in terms of that our share is subscribed five and a half times. And for me personally, it was a, a big success. But when the market opened at 9.30, what I find that the shares, which the people bought a week back at 41 rupees was under hammer or the low circuit and there was huge selling. There was huge selling and there, that was the most disappointing day, I would say, I will remember in my life. That was just like out of your control. It was just like market forces. That was just out of my control. That was just out of my control. And as I told you that we are professionals, we are a very transparent management, we are a very compliant company and under no situation we can do anything. Like in such cases, man, many people will do the market support. We can't do the market. I don't have money to market support. That's very fair. Whatever money, we have not taken dividend from the company. So whatever money was there, that was in the company. And we were, we were putting for this our thing spinning project. Uh, it was uh, ML down every day, every day, every day. The first day, out of 60 lakh shares, 9 lakh shares were sold. 9 lakhs. There were a lot of sellers more. But then there was cap and there was no buyer. So the first day, it was hammer down. Second day, third day. I would say just in a month's time, this 41 rupees price came to about 18 to 30 rupees. Just one, one month, the net worth, my net worth, the company's net worth got wiped out. When I asked our managers to the issue, what happened here? A week before, five and a half times this was subscribed. And just on that way of listing, we are getting numbering regularly. And it has gone down to 18 rupees, just from 41 to 18 rupees. So he says that this is the peculiarity of SME platform. And in SME platform, all the promoters have to support when this kind of situation comes. I told him right in the beginning, this is not possible for us to do any kind of this activity. Very frankly, because we are wanting project for money for our project to buy the machines, not for the working capital. So it was not for the working capital management, but it was for the buying the machines and putting the project and starting the project in time. Anyhow, it was a very bad lesson for me. That I fold my share at 41 rupees. I know the inherent strength of the company, but the people who bought my share, they lost a lot of That was really a very sad situation. Where I'm a professional. When I can put my whole life on money in this company, and if my shareholder knew that, although I couldn't do anything, except that I should worry about it, all shareholders lost losing. So anyhow, this is the one time where, you know, okay, so the, the money came to company and we started this project again, 25,500 spindles at 125 crore cost. Before the 
date of commissioning of the project, which we have committed to our shareholders. We committed to them that this project will come in production by 30th September 2019. And we started the commercial production from 31st July 2019. Now, let me tell you that again. Starting project before COD, or that means that you before uh, starting project after COD, banks and all investors everybody take very, very negatively. And banks, particularly from where you are taking the terminal, banks or financial institution, they take it as a big management failure. You should delay your project. But we have done COD two months ahead of the schedule. So, date of start of commercial production was 30th December, which we did on 31st of July. So, the 1920 was the start when we started our this project. And immediately after two, three months, when we started this project, there was a big, you might have read somewhere before, that there was a big China-US-China trade war. Now, so, US-China trade war made the cotton industry suffer maximum. Now, why? Why? Because China, India, US, they are number one, two, three in the global cotton production. So when we are one of the largest, or at that time, I think we were the first. Earlier, China was, US was first, US, China, India, then the India was first at that time. So more or less, neck to neck, let's see. So we were the three international cotton producing countries. India was largest at that time. So when the trade war started, between the two countries, US and China. The cotton prices went down like anything. Why is that? Went down like anything because, you know, what happened, the international cotton prices are controlled by this DR cotton exchange. At that time, generally, we used the Indian cotton, but we also import cotton. As I told you in the beginning, that we we are a best quality producer of yarn, I would say. The clothing and imports also. The matlab, yarn prices gone Cotton prices gone down. At that time, we imported U.S. cotton. Before that, we imported Australian cotton. So whenever we find that in India, at the fake end of the cotton season, that is uh, July, August, September, the quality of cotton is not good, so we import cotton. Like that. So in 1920, we imported cotton from USA, good quantity. And uh, when we imported cotton, it was about 83 cents per pound, which after their trade war, went down by 20-30%. Is that because China was not purchasing, so there was oversupply? Or? Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, so the York exchange went down because the 80 cents price, price I'm saying, is, is open New York yeah. exchange. Today also the world cotton prices are governed mainly by the New York cotton exchange. Uh, for the US-China trade war gave us very tough time. We lost heavily. We lost heavily in that trade war. In 1920, if you pick up any Indian cotton textile, cotton I'm using before, cotton textile, their profit went down. Any mill in the country. So 1920, then in the March 20, there was lockdown to this COVID-19 first phase. And at the central government did the lockdown from 26th of March. But the state government here, they announced on 22nd of March. For 22nd of March, our plant was totally closed. We were not allowed to come out of the houses. There was nobody in the factory except the security people. And we have to stop our factory all of a sudden in the night because government issued the orders that in the month, six o'clock, everybody has to be out. So the 1920, when we put up this plant, new plant, China trade war, US and COVID. Except in 1920, 1920 also we did well, if we see from that uh, out of it. Our turnover jumped in this year from 80 crores to 176 crores. Because the additional production which I got, 2021 again, the start was bad. First six months, was, April was in fully lockdown. But then second half of 2021 was very, the market turned out very good. Everything was very good. We could recover our coins, some losses in 2021. And 21, 22, 
I would say again, the best period of for the company, for me, for all employees, all stable. And during this period, our shares, which went down to six and a half rupees, that's the point of because 18 rupees was just after one month. So for uh, two, three years, three years, uh, the situation remains. But after 2021, they started picking up again. And uh, in, in 1920, despite of Corona and all that, we paid first made in dividend of 5% in the company. And in the 21-22, we paid one interim dividend of 5% and now the final dividend we have proposed for 5%. So 21-22, we are giving a dividend of 10% to our shareholders. And I, I really feel very happy that my shareholders are and will, I'm sure, unless something comes out like water, anything, surely get good returns from our What is, uh, are you still on the SME platform only? No, 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 not at all. After two years, you will switch over to the main platform. So, you know, 30th September 20, we will switch over to the main platform. And after coming to the main platform, our share performing well, because then the real investor will come. What is problem? The SME platform, that the market lot is minimum 3,000 shares. So if I have to buy, you have to buy the shares, minimum share buy can be 3,000. But the amount involved is large. And after coming to NSE main platform, there is no limitation, there is no restriction. I can buy one share also, I can buy one large share also. So the liquidity, visibility, compliance is much more than NSE main Now, let me tell you on the... So SME platform has this uh, 3,000 shares restriction because... They want to discourage retail investors. They want only yeah. more uh, institutional investors or more mature investors to use it. Yeah, yeah. There, there are lots of was, you know. So now when we switch to this NSE platform, man NSE platform, we you know, did it on 30th September 21. Now, now let me tell you, on 30th September 21, when we were on the SME platform, our family of shareholders were among 650 people. Now in next one time, this is for 6,000. And every week, we find that we are adding more to our numbers. So our share is getting spread to the many people. What is the current price? Current price is about 70 to 73. Well, almost double of uh, what you listed at. But we touched after 112. And uh, last one month, it was hovering around 90-95. And our March result was encouraging that we, we thought by calculation, this should touch about 125. But this all was night situation. And, and obviously, last 10 days, all the structures, you know, all, all are going down. So our share is also going down. And what is the contribution from the Project 1 and Project 2? Like how much turnover from Project 1? For Project 1 and Project 2, I would say out of 348, Project 1 will be about 120 crore and the balance is project. The Project 2 is a high price project. Now let me come and explain your question. That what was that open-end yarn and what is this now? In yarn and what is the t-shirt and what is the jeans about that? So the open-end yarn is of course a low-value yarn. Their process is also different than the ring yarn. And the cost of investment is also very high in the ring here. R-I-N-G, ring, compared to the opponent. So its process of manufacturing is little longer and needs much more bigger investment than the open India. But as it begins, you have to start with a small thing and then go on expanding. That is wiser planning. So now we are at this stage that our turnover is 48 crore this year. Our profit is very good. EPS is about 16. Everyone says that with the EPS of 16, if you take PE of 67, so still the price should be 125 to 150 technically. And you know by the ratio mechanism. But so now what we are doing for that, that these two plants are now established, no problem of any kind. Project 2 is Rigyan plant. And that ring yarn is used for what? Basically, ring yarn is what we are doing that about 60% of your ring yarn production is going for 
only for t-shirts and we are exporting all this material t-shirt 100% we are exporting and in addition to the t-shirt this is also going for high quality of denim so the 50% of production is supporting our product line of first unit and 50% is going for the high value did like t-shirts and all. So our second plant is, as I told you, totally automation for a lot of robotic function. Everywhere you'll find robotic function on the machine, totally digitalized. But now we are planning for the third plant. So third is also again doing spinning, but we are going a step ahead where we are going on a, some more finer quality of yarn, which we use for the high quality of t-shirt now. T-shirt also, you will get it 1,000 rupees, 3,000 rupees, 10,000 rupees. Okay. So now we are going in a much, much, you know, richer or the much high quality of t-shirt where it is ring yarn, but it is called ring yarn by com compact ring yarn. So now this we are now doing again 42,000 spindles at the total project cost of 218 crore. It's a big project. So like 31 was also a big project when I started the first project. And I would say that it was more difficult for me at that time to, you know, mobilize the small funds than now today. So now we are expanding this one at the cost of 218 crores. Out of which again, we are going for term loan from banks of 163 crores. And we'll put some of our own sources, about 55 crores. But how will you get 55 crores? Like you have that accrual, sir? We have that accrual, Like, you know, last year, like this 22, 23, she also we made a huge profit. And, yeah. and you, so, you know, this project will take two years Further for implementation, whatever we will earn further in two years, that funds will also be available for this project. Out of 55 crores, we have already spent about 10 crores. Because nowadays the machine deliveries are a very, very big question. So for the delivery time is about two years. So given advance, we have placed form order for all men planted machines. Where are these machines coming from? Are they coming from China? They are from Germany. They are from Switzerland. They are from Spain. What do you get? Some of them are directly shipped from there. And some of companies, they have made their here 100% subsidiary company and they are getting here in the knockdown condition and then dispatching it. But they are all more or less European companies. So they are the best technology. Our motto always would be that one should never think in spending on technology. Now, let me also mention one thing. We put a question, how we made profit from the first year, how we thought we would be continuously making taxable profit. We have never made Taxable loss in any year. Our CAGR of exports turnover of last six years is 95%. Because of the investment in austerization. Uh, uh, so, so in last six years, our export jumped from 7 crores to 201 crore. And if we see the average annual CAG, it comes over 95%. So what we did when you installed this lamp, this lamp in our plant, they also give you a austerized certificate. But you have the proper system, you have the proper blah, blah, whatever it is. And they could also. So they have done our audit, their team comes, they do all. They have given so far Australian certificate in India to only 22 companies. And I feel happy to say that we are one of that 22 companies. And that brings us to the end of this conversation. I want to ask you for a favor now. Did you like listening to the show? I'd love to hear your feedback about it. Do you have your own startup ideas? I'd love to hear them. Do you have questions for any of the guests that you heard about in the show? I'd love to get your questions and pass them on to the guests. Write to me at ad at thepodium.in. That's ad at t-h-e-p-o-d-i-u-m dot in. 